Hey guys, and welcome to where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are so happy you are here and to connect with you and help you on your journey to getting into PA school, getting through PA school, and having an epic career as a PA. Before we get started on today's episode, we want to drop in and help you with something that you are likely really struggling with getting shadowing hours. We hear all the time how difficult it is to get PA shadowing hours for program prereqs and to make your PA school application stand out. So we want you to know about our Pacers monthly membership. We have put together not only coaching intensive with us to make a specific part of your app more competitive, but weekly virtual PA shadowing hours with incredible PAs that you can put on your CASPA app so that you are a stronger candidate. We also have guest speakers, important topics to review as a pre-PA like medical terminology and anatomy physiology so that you are ready to rock out your first semester, coaching sessions and templates, and of course, shadowing hours. So get in and start making your applications stronger today. You can find the link in the show notes. Now on to today's episode. So today I want to talk about a question that we get asked all the time. We get DM'd, we get emailed all the times about gap years. So if you are thinking about taking a gap year, you've probably listened to our podcast and we've talked about what a gap year is. We've talked about some things to do during your gap year. We've talked about why people take gap years, etc. But today we're going to change the focus a little bit. We keep getting asked, hey, what would you do if you're a PA student right now or a pre-PA student right now trying to get in PA school and you wanted to take a gap year, what would you do? So here's just a hypothetical example of what I might do if I was gonna do it all over again and apply to PA school again. So it's 2022 right now as I'm recording this. And so if I was going to take a gap year, that means I wouldn't be applying until next cycle. So some things I would do in my gap year, first off, number one, I would get a patient care job. I would get a job in the hospital, in a clinic, in an ER, somewhere where I can get that patient care experience. And I'd want to get a job that is patient care and not so much healthcare, because I really think that patient care really gives you the skills, really gives you more knowledge than a lot of healthcare jobs. But any kind of job in the hospital, I would really look for patient care, however, and especially hands-on patient care. So some things I might consider would be EMT, right? So it's a pretty quick course. On a couple months, you can get your EMT certificate and then you can do all kinds of amazing things, right? You can give injections, you can do vitals, um, you can administer oxygen, you can do wound care, you can do so many things as an EMT and it looks really, really great on your application if you know how to do these things. Another job I might think about is maybe something like a MA in the ER or an MA in a dermatology office or someplace where I can get, again, I can get a lot of hands-on experience. Um, I think that'll be really, really crucial and valuable. I would probably want to do some place that does shift work, right? So just go ahead and do three 12-hour shifts, and that way I'd have the other four days out of the week to kind of do some things that I wanted. Um, if I'm going to go to work, I like to just kind of work all day long. Um, I might want to work weekends. I might work, work nights so I can fit in all the other things I'm going to do, right? So I would probably get some kind of job, like, for example, EMT is a perfect one, or maybe you're scribing in the ER, etc. Something where you can do some shift work, and that way you can kind of stack those hours. I can still gain a lot of hours of full-time employment. If I need to make more money to apply for PA school, I can just pick up an extra shift. So that's probably what I would do um, if I was taking a gap year. The second thing I would think about doing is, hey, do I need to take any classes, right? And not really any classes to graduate because a gap year we assume that you've already graduated. So let's say I've already graduated, but let's say I didn't take genetics or I didn't take organic two, or I didn't take some class that I'm going to need to apply to PA school. I would go ahead and take that class right now during my gap year, just to get it out of the way. So I have that class, I have that grade and I can meet all the prereqs, right? Because what happens is sometimes you get offered a seat in the program and they say, Hey, you can go into a program, but you haven't met this prereq, so You have to do it by this date. Right. And sometimes it can be hard to get these prereqs in. And plus you always look stronger, the more upper level science classes you had. So I would look at my 
transcript and if I had any classes I hadn't taken, I would consider taking them at a local community college, etc. I would probably take a lab with it because again, some programs do require labs and so I don't wanna take a class without a lab because it's gonna be useless if the programs I'm applying to want labs. So I would just go ahead and make sure I had the lab with any science class I was taking. And speaking of programs, I always start to make my list of programs because I know how long it can take to narrow down your programs that you're applying to. I probably would apply around maybe eight plus programs if I had to do it over again. I only applied to two when I applied, but if I was applying this cycle right now, maybe eight to 12, something like that, just depending on how expensive they were. And I'd really try to narrow down what those programs are. And that way, when my gap year is over, I don't have to think, hey, what programs am I applying to? Did I do all the right things? Did I check all those boxes? Because I know exactly what classes I need, exactly how many patient care hours I need, et cetera. So I'd start working on that. I would also continue to shadow during my gap year. So just a few hours a month, I would continue to shadow PAs. I would shadow PAs in different specialties. Um, virtual shadowing might work better for me. I would try to get some in-person shadowing if I could, but definitely do the virtual thing in order to network with other PAs and really show the admissions committee that I'm super, super interested. I would love to shadow in something that I might wanna work in. So I might wanna work in orthopedics. And so I might wanna shadow orthopedics or maybe you absolutely love GI. So I might wanna shadow GI PA or maybe you wanna work on the helicopter and do organ transplants and I would shadow a PA there. So I really, really think that shadowing can really help you kind of figure out what you love and what you maybe don't love so much. Um, and that way coming into PA school, you have an idea of maybe what you want to do your elective on, etc. cetera. Uh, another thing I would do during this time is I would study for and take my GRE test or my PA CAT or my CASPER, whatever test I had to take, I would go ahead and get that scheduled and I would make a study plan. And that way I could make sure that I got the grade that I wanted, that I thought was competitive for these programs without all the stress of trying to do it last minute. Because the problem is, is let's say you're trying to apply in May and you take the GRE in April, you don't get the grade you want, well, then you're stuck, right? Do you study again and push it back three months or do you just go with that grade? So I would go ahead and study, I would take it. And that way, if I had to retake something or I had to make a different plan, I have time because I have a whole year, right? So if I study for three months and take it and love it, I know the GRE is good for five years. Um, I know the PA CAT is good for a couple years. Now, of course, the CASPER test is only good during the cycle. So I plan when I want to take it next cycle, but obviously I wouldn't sign up for that because you have to wait until the cycle you're in. Another thing I would do is start networking with other PAs. I would wanna make sure I get a PA letter recommendation. So whether it's someone I work with, maybe it's someone I shadow with, maybe it's someone that I've really expressed interest and met at the coffee shop who's a PA, something, right? I would wanna make sure I had some PA in my life who could write me a really, really strong letter of recommendation. I would also probably continue volunteering in places that matter to me and things that really are special to me. So you don't have to volunteer in only medical capacities. When I was a pre-PA, I did a lot of like local stuff with a uh, like adult fitness place. Um, and so I really, really loved working with adult fitness and just trying to keep older adults healthy, uh, kind of like little exercise classes, etc. So really, really enjoyed that. So something like that. Maybe you love kids and you volunteer at the school. Maybe you walk dogs for a shelter. Maybe you do Meals on Wheels. There's so many amazing places to volunteer. So I would find a place that I absolutely love to volunteer and get some volunteer hours as well. So these are just a few of the things that I would do during my gap year. So if you are thinking about taking a gap year and you're like, huh, what would I do? What should I do? These are some examples of some things that if I had to do it over again, if I had to go back and I was applying to PA school, next cycle I would do, right? Because we know it's getting really, really competitive at PA cycles. And in order to stand out on your CASP application, you really, really, really have to start working on these things and make sure you meet those minimum requirements. So I hope this helped. 
Let us know what you're doing in your gap year if you decide to take one. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off. We are so happy to connect with you and share our passion of the PA profession. Don't forget to go to the show notes and join our super fun Pacers membership so you can start making your CASPA application more competitive today with virtual shadowing hours, coaching sessions with us, and so much more. Also in the show notes, we have a free download, an Excel PA school record keeper that mimics CASPA format, meaning you keep all of your shadowing hours, patient care experiences, volunteer information, awards you have received, leadership roles, and the loads of other information you need to apply to PA school in one place. So you can copy paste into CASPA when you go to apply. Get it in the show notes. Have a great day and we will see you at the next episode. Keep up the awesome work.